0: Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers.
1: Earlier this year, I had an opportunity to catch up with Chandler Bolt of Self-Publishing School, Chandler is the author of six self-published books and he also teaches writers how to sell and market their books. And I talked to Chandler about various things including some of the most common mistakes new writers make before they publish a book and how new writers can sell more of their books and what they should do once their books are live. I hope you enjoy the interview. Hi everyone, I'm joined today by Chandler Bolt who's launching Self-Publishing School this week and Uh, Chandler Bolt is also the author of this well tumbed copy of Published, The Proven Path from the Blank Page to Published Author, which is a book I've been through several times since Chandler published it last year. And I found it's a great way of getting that first draft out of your head and onto stores like Amazon and then doing the one thing every writer wants to do, sell copies of your book. So uh, it's great to finally connect with you, Chandler.
0: Yeah, Brian, you as well. and, And great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, So, Chandler, could you tell uh, just just listeners a little bit about what you've done so far and the books that you've published?
0: Yeah. So I've written and published six books, um, the most recent of which was the book that you just mentioned, which is uh, Published, The Proven Path from Blank Page to Published Author. I also started a company called Self-Publishing School. Uh, So it's an online training program. We teach people how to write, market, and publish their first book. Uh, And use that book to grow their income and to grow their business, especially. So the majority of people that go through our program, uh, they write nonfiction. We also have some fiction folks as well. Uh, We have designated fiction coaches and uh, all that kind of stuff. But really just uh, kind of my background is I I wrote and published a book right before I dropped out of school. And it changed my life forever. Uh, You know, the book made close to $7,000 in the first month. Uh, continued to bring in thousands of dollars a month in passive income. And I just remember it was this epiphany aha moment. And it opened up so many doors for me It improved my confidence. It brought leads for our business. I mean, there's just so many, so many things that my book did for me. And so my kind of life's mission is to help other people unlock that same experience.
1: So one thing I'm particularly interested in is I was reading an article uh, in an Irish newspaper. Uh, called the Irish Times, and explained how a lot of successful authors and the new authors struggle to earn a living from, from their writing and from their book, uh, and they might only earn several hundred or only a several thousand euro or dollars a year, which, which isn't really enough for anyone to, to, to write full-time. So, has, has that been your experience with, with authors that you've worked with?
0: Uh, it really depends. So, I'm a firm believer that, uh, I mean... It, it, there's a, a small handful of people that are going to get rich from a book uh, and that's not the that's not the majority that's the minority. but I am a firm believer that a book can make you rich <laughs> uh, right and that means and, and, and writing can as well. but you have to be strategic about it and you have to know what your end goal is and And so for me, like with this book published, I know that I'm not going to be- become a millionaire off of yeah. this book. Uh, but I do run a business that's done millions of dollars in revenue. And a big part of it is because of book's just like this, right? So this is a, this is a business card for me. This is a, uh, I like to call a book, The Silent Salesman. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because now someone, they, they've spent four, five, six, eight hours with me. And and they're going to, it's not a bait and switch. It's not like, hey, let me fake like I'm going to tell you some good stuff. And then not. I tell all my best stuff. But then at the end of that, people are like, oh, wow. Well, uh, let's check out self-publishing school. And yeah. a decent amount of, of them end up uh, joining the program. So I'm just a firm believer in uh, knowing where you want to go with the book and using a book is kind of, this is like the cheesiest metaphor ever, but uh, I always like to say that a, a book is like the key that opens up the door to Narnia. So it's like this yeah. world of possibilities uh, that yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer in using the book as the key, not counting on the book uh, to be everything.
1: So it sounds like a, a lot of new writers should spend a little bit of time up front thinking about what they want their book to achieve before they actually sit down to write it.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it it all starts with that. Uh, and I'm it's it's not to say that I mean, you know, the self-publishing landscape like we have a decent amount of students who they make a lot of passive income from their book. And for some people it's like 500 bucks a month, that would change things for them. And no. and and that would really mean like a lot less pressure on the house a lot less pressure on their job, things like that. I mean, we had uh, one student, I just heard this like a couple weeks ago, who she doubled her income and, yeah. and then was able to quit her job. And now she stays at home and homeschools her daughter all off of money that she earns from her books and just from her books So not even the backend stuff. So like, it certainly is possible and self-publishing and Amazon is, has made that possible. Um, but I just want to make sure that people know that if you, if you don't know where you're going, yeah. then, it's, it's kind of hard to get there, right? So you have to start with why you want to do it and what your end goal is.
1: So, so my understanding is when you talk about the back end, it's if I'm a writer, I would have a, a course or a coaching service about my book that I, that I would try and serve my audience with after I publish my book. Is, is that fair to say?
0: Uh, yeah, that's definitely one part of it. So uh, I like to talk about there's seven ways to make money off the back end of your book. So there's definitely the, the, the book or, or the course side of things. So there's digital courses, there's yeah. coaching, um, there's physical products. So that could be other books. That could be actual products like Amazon products or things like that. Yeah. Um, there's done for you services, which, you know, if you're a lawyer, a real estate agent, a financial advisor, mm-hmm. any type of knowledge worker that, that sells your knowledge. Um, or, you know, sells what's up here, then that's your, your done for you service. There's leads for your business. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't have this list of seven in front of me. Um, you know, it's, it can grow your, uh, your local brick and mortar business. Um, and I think there's one more that I'm missing. But there's a lot of ways on the back end, whether that is coaching, speaking, a course, which is certainly the information side of it. But there's also the physical product side and the more brick and mortar business side to it as well.
1: And does that apply for fiction authors as well?
0: It's a little bit tougher. Uh, so I'd like to say that, you know, there's a big difference between nonfiction and fiction inside the Amazon store and, and just book sales in general. So I'll, I'll use a sports analogy. Uh, some people might follow, some people might not. But in baseball, you know, you have base hit. You have people who hit base hits and then you, you have your sluggers or your, your home run hitters, right? So now the sluggers, they hit the home runs, but they also strike out a lot. That's like fiction authors, whereas nonfiction is more the base hit. So I'm very confident that I can teach people nonfiction. It's like you're going to have a base hit. You're going to make some money. You're going to get some leads. You're going to grow your business, whereas fiction, it's more of a long game. And the people who are the most successful, all of the most successful authors, uh, the highest paid authors, the most popular books on all of Amazon, every single one of them uh, is fiction Uh, by a long shot. And that's because those are the home runs. Uh, but there's also a lot of strikeouts and it takes a little bit at a time and often it takes multiple books uh, because if you, when you're selling a nonfiction book, you're selling a solution to a problem. So people say, okay, uh, like this is a book I'm reading right now, The Four Disciplines of Execution. I have yeah, a company, yeah. I want my team to execute better. This is worth a dollar amount for me to read this and take notes. Whereas if I'm selling a fiction book, I'm selling entertainment. Uh, And so now all of a sudden I'm competing with TV, I'm competing with Netflix, with Spotify, with music, I'm competing with uh, all kinds of other uh, things that people pay, you know, sports, things that people pay for entertainment. Uh, So there's a little bit of a hurdle as a fiction author for your first book uh, is people look at that and they say, okay, well, I'm paying to be entertained. I wanna kind of hedge my bet and, and buy a book from someone who's well known. Or, yeah. you know, they're a little bit less likely to take a gamble. It's not to say it doesn't happen. It certainly, excuse me, happens all the time. Uh, and there are things that you can do to make sure that your book gets discovered, to make sure that you get reviews on your book, to have social proof and things like that. But that's just, I'd like to kind of give people the lay of the land and the landscape between that fiction and the nonfiction side of things.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm particularly interested in, in nonfiction uh, writing at the moment. Just I'm, I'm putting together a book about nonfiction writing mm-hmm. and I'm just, just, Wondering, what are the common mistakes you see new authors make when they decide to write a nonfiction book?
0: Ooh, so many. Uh, <laughs> so many. Uh, so, you know I, I, you know, I just released some uh, video training, and in the second video, I'll talk about the five book launch screw-ups. Uh, but yeah. there, there's so many things. There's, uh, the first thing is people try to go way too broad with their topic. So they yeah. think that if they go specific that they're going to alienate people, but it's actually the other way around. Uh, the second thing I would mention is uh, there's a saying that says it's easier to, to sell pain pills than it is to sell vitamins. Uh, and so if you think about this, pain pills, they're very easy to sell because when you're in pain, you whip out your credit card and you will do anything to get out of pain. Now, vitamins, on the other hand, it's much tougher. And it's pretty easy to see this if you just go into a drugstore. It's, you've got all these generic pain medicines, and then for vitamins, it's like, oh, we've got sugary ones. We've got gummy bears. We've got ones in shapes like fruit. We've got, you know, it's like they're trying to dress up a vitamin and it's so much harder to sell because it's not a basic need. Uh, so to give an example, I was talking with a gal the other day who was writing a book on burnout yeah. and she was going to write a book about how to avoid burnout. And I said, that's not going to sell that well as if you position as what to do when you're burnt out and how to overcome that. Right pain pill versus a vitamin. So that's the second thing. The third thing, uh, people re- try to write more than one book at one time, which- Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's a great, great point, yeah.
0: Doesn't work, uh, and then let's see, the fourth thing I would say is, uh, people try to get their title and their cover before they didn't even finish their rough draft. Yeah. That's, that's a really big mistake. And then the fifth thing, um, and, and these aren't the five in the video, these are just the ones I'm thinking of off, my, off the top of my head. Um, But the fifth thing uh, that I can think of is that people try to edit as they write. We all know someone who has an unfinished three chapters or a half-written book, and they've been sitting on that for months, maybe even years, maybe even decades. Uh, And so, you know, inside self-publishing school, uh, we only have two rules. One is that you can't write more than one book at one time, and the second one is that you can't edit while you write. Because what I found is that so many people... Uh, if they start to edit as they write, they're going to just get lost in that oblivion. You've got to get that rough draft finished. It's so important. It's the biggest milestone. All of our, all of our content and structure of our course and everything is like it's structured to make sure that people get their rough draft finished as fast as possible, um, because it's just a psychological trigger that that switches. Uh, and when you get that, when you pass that point, you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you start to think that oh my gosh, this might actually be possible
1: yeah it's actually quite well i've personally found it quite difficult to not edit while i write and it's taken me so a few hard. a few goals to to learn uh that lesson and even still i have to remind myself not not to do it uh, yeah it's hard it is it is i'm, I'm actually as interested there and you said about don't write two books at once so you talked about having you know a back end or a course or a a physical product or uh coaching and so on but what if you don't have those things set up yet like which, which comes first, the book or deciding what your add-on services?
0: That's such a great question. Uh, absolutely, the book, because the book gets everything started. Uh, a lot of people want to get distracted and they hear, you know, there's so many different people saying, oh, my gosh, you need a course or you need a platform or you need an email list or you need, uh, you know, uh, whatever they're saying that you need. And I'm just a, I'm a firm believer that it starts with the book. The reason being is because you're tapping into an ecosystem. Amazon is an ecosystem. Uh, just like when you have a podcast, you know, you have an ecosystem inside uh, Apple and the Apple store, the podcast store, you're tapping into an existing group of buyers. So the Amazon has, excuse me, last time I checked the stat, which has actually been a little while, over hundred million buyers inside Amazon. So what that means is you don't have to have an audience because if you're starting a course, if you're starting any of these other things, you have to provide the audience. You have to drive the traffic. You either have to pay for the traffic, you have to pay other people for the traffic, or you have to just hustle your way to getting people to get there. Uh, So the good news is with Amazon, there's a built-in ecosystem over 100 million buyers. You just have to channel that traffic your way. And there's fundamental rules that you can follow to make sure that you do that. Uh, And the rules apply across any ecosystem. So the same thing that you would do to rank a podcast, you're doing to rank a book. And so now what I did with my first book is I launched the book, uh, like I said, it made close to seven grand in the first month, continued to bring thousands of dollars a month in passive income, but also in that first, I wanna say it was three to six months, uh, it brought in 4,000 email addresses. So now mm-hmm. I have this list of 4,000 people and I had a problem which not many people ha- have, which is a good problem. And I was like, man, I've got this list of 4,000 people. I don't have a product to sell them other than my book. And so then I, th- that's a good problem to have because I'm like, I have buyers here. I just have to come up with what's next. And so, I kind of tinkered around and started to build other things and but for me, it all started by first doing the book
1: and one thing a lot of new writers struggle with is the idea of marketing and I think you, you touched on a few marketing concepts there from from uh, working on the pain points that a re- that a reader was experiencing to to using your email list and so on. So what would you say to somebody who, who is maybe doesn't think that they should spend time? marketing their book or thinking about it because they just want to focus on, you know, getting that first draft done and getting the book out and so on.
0: I'd say you're crazy uh, if, if you're thinking that. Uh, so obviously I'm, I'm, I'm all for you focusing and getting your rough draft done, but you've got it. You've got to think about how you're going to sell this because there's just, there's just this fallacy. I, I feel that like there's two types of people. There's total product people and total marketing people. And every now and then you'll get a mix in the middle, but I'd say that's like less than 5%. So there, there are people who they love the writing and hate the marketing. And then there are other people who love the marketing and hate the writing. Uh, so if, if you're in that boat where you just say, man, I just want to write," and people will find it kind of like if they build it, they will come. It's just so not true. You have to be able to to push what you're doing. You have to be able to market. You have to learn that. And this is spoken to someone who, none of this came natural to me. Uh, I sucked at selling myself. I sucked at selling. I was bad at marketing. Uh, and in fact, I hated all of those things. But then I got so frustrated of just, you know, it's like you keep working, keep working, keep working, and nothing's coming. You've built it, but nobody's coming. Yeah. <laughs> right? And just that feeling. And so I just committed myself to mastery of marketing because I realized that if I learn how to market, and if I learn how to sell, I'll never be broke. I'll never be lacking for customers uh, and I'll never be out of a job if I ever need one again, uh, if I have that skill because everyone needs more customers. So I I just really devoted myself to learning that and I would suggest that um, that if you're thinking that, that you do as well. And the big big switch um, that flipped for me is, I was studying this and one of the instructors or one of his book or a course or something uh, I was going through, he said, you have to believe that people's lives are better because of your product. Like, do you believe that? And I'm thinking to myself, Oh, Oh, definitely. I've seen this work. I know this is good. And then he said, okay, well, if that's the case, then you're actually doing a disservice to them. If you don't do everything in your power to get them to buy what you're selling. And it, yeah. it, you know, it's, it sounds kind of funny, but I just remember hearing that. And I thought, yes. And so I think of that every time. I'm like, oh, I don't want to seem a little salesy here, or I don't want to follow up, or I don't want to, you know, do this or do that. I think about that. It's like, I know that I've got to do everything within my power, uh, and within my morals and ethics, to get this person to buy what I'm selling. Because if not, their life will be worse. And I, I genuinely believe that. And I think that's what you have to believe. And that makes marketing and selling a whole lot easier.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great mindset and maybe one that a lot of new writers, I know myself included, would struggle to to adopt at least first. Uh what what's working particularly well for you for book marketing at the moment?
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm testing out some Amazon ads. Uh, those yeah. are working pretty well. It's hard to scale. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm trying to spend more money and Amazon just won't spend it. Uh, I'm doing so profitably that's working well. Uh, we like to run a, I, I run a launch team with all my books. Uh, I, yeah. I, I did it with published. And it was a huge success. Um, we've got a post on the self publishing school blog. Um, we can link up to that. it, it talks about how to run a launch team if you're, it's a little bit more than I can go into right now, but uh, it's a group of people that are supporting your book launch. Um, yeah. So launch teams are working really well. Uh, one of the th- two other things, uh, I give away the audiobook for free uh, at the beginning of all my books. Uh, and that drives so many leads, so many leads uh, and really just um, helps build out my email list and my audience and drives a lot of people to my business and to self publishing school. That really helps. Uh, and then the fourth thing uh, is what I call the review sweeper. Uh, and this is kind of neat. So, in 21 days, I'll, uh, basically, when someone downloads a free resource as part of my book and they give me their email address in exchange for either an audiobook, PDF, uh, any of the resources in the book, every, anything that has to do with, say, so for example, published, uh, yeah. I'll drop them into a sequence and 21 days later, uh, I'll, I'll hit them with the first email, and it'll say, hey, this is Chandler, I saw that a few weeks ago, you got my book published. I'm just curious to hear what you think about it. Hit, hit reply to this email and let me know. So they'll hit reply and they'll let me know, uh, and then I'll have someone on my team reach back out to them and say, hey, this is so awesome. Thank you for, your, obviously, if the feedback is good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if the feedback is bad, <laughs> it's like, oh man, I'm so sorry to hear that, but if it's good, Uh, they'll reach back out and they'll say, Hey, this is awesome. I'll make sure that Chandler sees this very appreciative for your feedback. Quick question. Could you do me a huge favor or could you do Chandler a huge favor and just copy and paste what you just said into an Amazon review? It it really helps this book and helps us get more into more people's hands. It takes two seconds. Here's the link,
1: right? That's great advice. Yeah. And
0: so now that's because reviews are so important. They weigh very highly in Amazon's algorithms and so that's the first email, and then I send two more spread out over a week. So I'll, the next one, it'll just say, hey, this is Chandler. Uh, I, I saw you got my book a few weeks ago. Would you mind le- leaving an Amazon review? Here's the link. And then I'll send one that's last call that says, hey, last call. I'm not going to bug you about this anymore. Uh, I don't want to bother you. But if you could take two seconds sometime today to leave a review, that would be a really, really huge help. This helps the book. Uh, and helps me get this in more people's hands. So I kind of give that one final plea. And so I call that re- the review sweeper because it just keeps sweeping in reviews week after week, month yeah. after month, and year after year. And I implemented this with Publish. I looked, it was like three or four weeks after the book had launched. I want to say I had 75 or so reviews. I looked the next week and I'm like, man, I, we should have hit 100 by now. I looked the next week and we had 118 That's fantastic!
1: Yeah,
0: what? And then they kept. I mean, now we have. Uh, I think we just hit 170. Like this week, uh, and it's only been. I mean, it's been. What's that? Two months since the book's launched. Um, so it just continues to bring in reviews. And uh, my book book launch. I want to say that has like almost 620 reviews. Like that just really helps and goes a long way.
1: Yeah, just one last question. You're you're quite focused on Amazon. I'm just. Have you had much success with, Kobo, iTunes, Google Play, and so on?
0: I haven't, um, that being said, I haven't, I haven't really messed around with it much. Um, I would recommend a uh, chat with Nick Stevenson of your first 10,000 readers about that. He's a really smart guy and a really great friend of mine. I'm kind of just a, a laser focused guy. Like, you know, there's a stat that says over, over 70% of all books are sold on Amazon. So when I'm looking at 80, 20 or the Pareto principle for me, it just makes sense to focus all of my efforts, uh, on Amazon, uh, and double down there. But I know there are certainly some people that we, that, uh, have had success and we've also written about this on the SPS blog. We actually interviewed, uh, I think it was the founder of Kobo and the founder of i want to say it's the Nook store. And then maybe there was one other, uh, about this and, and, and whether or not it's worth it. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend checking out Nick's stuff. He's pretty smart on that sort of thing.
1: Great. Great. Thank you. And, and Tanner, Ch- where can people find you online if they're interested in learning more about self-publishing or, or your course?
0: Yeah, sure. So there's, uh, two places, um, that would probably be helpful for people. One is self com. Um, you can find my book. We've got free copies of my book on there, uh, stuff like that. Uh, the other is if you want to go in depth on like, okay, a little bit more of like the writing side of, of what I talk about, we've got a really good post. It's called how to self-publish a book in 2017. Um, and it just kind of lays out this, the steps that so I've got one little uh, process that I use to speak a book uh, and, and I talk about that in there. I've got a video and everything. So those are the two places that probably be most helpful for people.
1: Great. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the links to, to, to those uh, resources uh, along with the post. Uh, Chandler, thanks very much for your time.
0: Yeah, Brian, thank you so much for having me.
1: I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit BecomeARIderToday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.